So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the first riot of the Luddites. Then on Tuesday, we unearthed the mad coincidence of the day two different Dennis the Menaces made their comic strip debuts. On Wednesday, the day the Spanish conquered the last Maya kingdom. Thursday was the day Colonel Sanders sued KFC. And on Friday, we recall how Vincent van Gogh's sister-in-law made his name. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the fastest episode of the season. Bye. That wouldn't be fastest, would it? That would be shortest. That'd be shortest. All right, maybe we'll have- Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that won't ask how you are. Nah, just walk off. Fuck you. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake. Unlike Dutch F1 podcasts, we like the Halo. Fucking hell, Chica, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. You think that Dutch F1 fans want Lewis Hamilton dead? Is that what you're <laughs> wow. saying, Chica? Wow. Wow. You're saying that the Netherlands would like a guy dead, Chica. <laughs> the whole oh. nation, Chica. Maybe Jesus. proofread the stuff you're saying next time Maybe before you Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the only F1 podcast that is as good at pretending to be as happy as Lando Norris. Oh, did it, guys. We oh, did it. So, <laughs> oh. so great. So great. Second place. Oh, it's the first of the losers. I'm G. Grez and I'm still married, so don't even ask. Today from the webs, we'll be talking about the Italian Grand Prix and the other race at the same track the day before that wasn't a Grand Prix. So let's be honest, it was barely a race at all. McLaren scored a 1-2 and it was bloody Ricardo that won it. But everyone was talking about the hot Red Bull on Mercedes action that ratcheted up the championship tension even further. We'll talk about that, whether sprint races are any good now and whether we'd been wrong about Danny Rick all along. That is all to come. Joining me is a motoring journalist who went on holiday. It is Phil Tromans. I went on holiday with my child and it's the first time that we've done that since she arrived 19 months ago. Yeah! So can I just check, before we go on, now obviously so far this year I've been the only one on this podcast to take a holiday and I got dumped, so can I just check? Yeah. Has your child disowned you? (laughs) Yes, she's on the loose somewhere in in Gloucestershire now, so uh, if anyone finds her, carry on. And alongside him is a man who has a new flatmate. It is Terry Saunders. So I live in a one-bedroom flat on my own. Don't feel for me. I'm fine. <laughs> and the other day I got in and I, I looked around the room and I was like, I forgot I had a Christmas tree. And then I realised it wasn't a dead Christmas tree in my room. It was the biggest moth I have ever seen in my <laughs> wow. entire How big? life. The size of a Christmas tree, mate, honestly. Well, yeah, what kind of Christmas tree? Like sort of, you know, London gift from Norway or like the tiny little oh, thing Oh, don't be stupid, Phil. Thing on no, if you had a Christmas tree, you'd fit in a sitting room. Fucking hell. That could be Jesus any size. That could just... be those little plastic shit ones. Or it could be well, like a know, like, proper like fur one. Five, five foot. foot? Five no, foot. No, I'm not having that. It was a five, five foot, foot moth. Five foot moth. I'm Googling that. That's not real. Yeah. Five foot. Oh, I haven't got any numbers. <laughs> so you're <laughs> saying is you sort of had mothra in your room. 
You haven't got numbers on your keyboard. Just such a giant moth. Big moth. <laughs> maybe not five foot. Like, maybe five inches. Even Two five inches is... I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it's not, yeah, I can see... They're big. Just, they are big, but they don't like Christmas trees. It's like a big brown triangle on my window. Good. Chica, have you got anything dead in your room? Or have you tried something that you previously liked and don't like anymore? How is the mm. marriage going? <laughs> So here comes Listener's Corner, where there's plenty of room for two, so try and leave space, yeah? Let's start with the winners of the race, which was McLaren. Daniel Ricciardo led home Lando Norris, giving the Woking team their first win since 2012 and their first 1-2 since 2010. Podium by Barcelona seems rather unambitious now, doesn't it? Nick Peppel says McLaren's seven-year dominance period starts next year. You heard it here first. And Ray Glennon says, I found it charming that Daniel thanked his local fans in Italian. I think he said something like, in celebration of our common heritage, I would now be drinking out of an article of clothing shaped like your lovely country. Mark Smith says, Aussie, 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 oi, 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 the honey badger never left. Oh, Mark. Good. But he did stand aside. Is that what he said? I stood aside for a bit. I went backwards. I I was facing the wrong way and I forgot how to drive a car. But um, (laughs) turns out I never left. I was just at the back being terrible. Yeah. I never (laughs) left. I just couldn't find the door. But I was was trying to leave and I nearly fell out of a window. But (laughs) accidentally, somehow, I've ended up on the top step of the podium. And I was actually looking for the door. Yeah. I was stuck in a cupboard and I've broken all your stuff. I'm really sorry. But anyway, who saw this coming? Mm-hmm. I didn't see this coming. I wish I'd put a five quid on a McLaren one two and Ricardo beating Norris. Holy moly! Yeah, I, I didn't see it coming at all. Yeah, because even when it happened, it was like, oh, when there was a safety car, it's like, ah, oh, Ferraris are going to swamp them or this, that, the other. And it's just like they, because I think he led every lap, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And what was weird is that the more you think about it, the more you think that even if the big crash that we'll talk about in a minute hadn't happened. You'd still think that probably, based on what we'd seen up until that point, Ricardo would still probably win it, which was yeah. genuinely impressive. The car was yeah. good. He was good. And what's right in the last race, a week ago, they were nowhere. I don't understand. Monza. I like mm. Magic I of Monza. I genuinely don't understand. And a 1-2, it's just like, come on, this is... I mean, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be a great fucking Netflix episode. (laughs) And it's going to be so good, it'll be unbelievable. They'll have lots of clips of like Seller and Prost, and then they'll have like Hamilton and Button and all this kind of stuff. And then they'll be like, then nothing happened. And then, funky close up. No, I think. Funky close up. One, two. I think Netflix were probably at um, at Alpha Tauri this week, and so did absolutely nothing. That's a guess. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. Uh, But, uh, you know. Pretty pleased with them. Well done. No idea what's going on because did they even get points last week? I don't think they did. Were they both out the points? All I could think was, I wonder if Ron Dennis is watching this and how does he feel? I don't well, think a, he cares. Do you think Ron Dennis watches the races? I reckon no. he watches them if he's home, but you know he'll have any excuse to go out and miss it. I think he's and in B, stasis. But I reckon, is he going to be happy that his old team have won? Or is it going to be a bit like, oh... <laughs> It was always kind of. It always made him feel better that you know after he left they were shit. I have and no idea what Ron Dennis is doing now. He's doing some kind of stuff for the government, like a spy. Well, it's something about. Well, last I heard, he was some kind of ambassador for like you know exporting British stuff. So that's going well. <laughs> oh yeah, he was a British ambassador for working for the Department 
of uh, international trade, but he's not anymore. He's also a global advisor, global advisor for Chinese investment group Minsheng Investment. Brackets citation needed. Oh, catchy name. Well, nobody cares about Ron Dennis anymore. Um, I do. I love Ron Dennis. Is this McLaren dominance going to continue, like Nick Peppel perhaps facetiously says? No. Maybe. Okay. I mean, the thing is, we don't know. We keep all this talk of Russell going to Mercedes and blah, blah, blah. You know, this, this, this new rules change next year. It might just be that everything's up in the air again. It might be that McLaren are the best team next year. We just don't fucking know. It does quite often happen, doesn't it? Not always, yeah. but quite often. Quite Who often knows? one team will just win. So it might be back to the Ferrari McLaren days. It could be mm. Aston Martin versus Alpha Tauri or yeah. Haas, Haas versus Williams. Absolute Haas dominant. I hope so. <laughs> I hope it's Haas. I'd I'd like it if Williams were doing better than Mercedes just to shit on Russell. That would be quite fun. What if Williams were once again right at the back? Also funny. Mm. Basically whatever Williams do is funny. <laughs> okay, good. Right, that's this week's orange nonsense out of the way let's get back to the championship and the clash between Hamilton and Verstappen at the first chicane that took both of them out whose fault was it the smart money seems to say it was the pit crews Rich Teb says in the scheme of it was it Lewis or Verstappen's fault was it actually the Red Bull pit crew they annoyed Verstappen so much with that shit pit stop that he took it out on Hamilton Daniel Kedney says, in an effort to show his rivalry with Senna in a better light, Alan Prost must have bribed both the Red Bull and Merck mechanics to ensure Max and Lewis steamed into turn one side by side. Keith Russell said, Lewis left the pits, then Max decided to double stack. And James Kerr says, I think Max has been spending too much time with Jerry Horner because he's taking two become one a little literally. Wow. Was it Keith Russell that did the good joke the other week that I That's, went a bit crazy about? Yeah, the Keith Russell Memorial Award, yeah. yeah. Oh God, I've got a terrible memory these days. Anyway, Keith Russell, again, is hit it out of the park. That is a good joke. Lewis That's why we... Then Max decided to double stack. Good joke. Yeah, the master's back. I like the, uh, uh, I like the Spice Girls one, to be honest. <sighs> I, I you think it's would. just a little overworded. I think he could have cut a few words from that. It was a bit... It took a long time to get. I enjoyed the journey, but it took a while. Mm. I was tired by the end. It's good, but he's no Keith Russell. He's a bit of a wannabe. Oh, boo! It really wasn't either their fault, was it? They were, or rather, it was both of their fault. It was just the kind of they were just neither were going to back up, mm. back off, and they just crashed into each other. And I was almost annoyed because I kind of watched it and went, "Oh, that's got to be Max's fault." And then kind of watched the replays and listened to all the kind of analysis, and I'm just like. Yeah, like I kind of want yeah. it to be Max's fault because it would <laughs> just just because it would like even up the kind of the Silverstone thing. It'd be kind of better if they kind of had like one big fault crash each at this point in the season. And you kind of watch it, and it's like, yeah, Lewis could have gave space, but, but I mean, mm-hmm. in terms of the best outcome for the championship, I just think Verstappen should have backed off and just got him at the next corner. And that's the thing I don't get, like. If he'd have backed off, I think he'd have probably got him sooner or later. But it is that kind of old-fashioned Verstappen of, I've got to get mm. it now, and he just kind of just wouldn't. Give do you think up. he'll? Do you think he'll could, grow out of that? Uh, not anymore. No, I thought I thought he was growing out of it at the start mm. of this year, but it looks like when the pressure's on, he's just no. You see, you could argue the same thing for Hamilton though, because I'm I'm sort of like you. When I saw it happen, or rather, when I saw it a day and a half later, because when you're on holiday with a child, you can't watch Formula One, don't be silly. Um, 
when I saw it later and didn't know what happened, I was like, well, that's Verstappen's fault. And then I saw the replays and I was like, well, actually, he didn't have a lot of room then. And why shouldn't he have gone for it? Um, so, again, I'd say it's probably a racing incident. And initially, I was quite happy with the the the, the penalty, which we'll talk about later. But uh, I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty. It takes two to tango. Well, it? yeah, but I think of the position they're in, Verstappen could have backed out easier. I think I'm not even sure Lewis could have backed out that easy at that point. But well, he could have given him a bit more room because you could argue that because uh, Verstappen had gone in so deep that he'd have completely compromised his exit out of that corner. And then if Hamilton had just let him go and then just cut him behind him, he would have pretty much overtaken him again straight away. And he'd have probably been on the right side or rather the left side for the the following corner. I think it's a very fair point. I think, yeah, it's the exact reverse, but the exact same of what I said. Like, if, if either of them had backed off, they'd have probably still been in the race and, and mm. won it, or at least come behind Ricardo. Silly children. Th- they need their heads banging a- together. Exactly. Or their tyres banging on their heads. But I don't know. I'm just... <laughs> I feel like Lewis Hamilton is just more rattled again. Like, like, you made the fuck up on the first lap where he cut the corner. And then whatever you say about whose fault this was, it looked pretty clumsy from Lewis, you know, and it's just like, this isn't the Lewis Hamilton we've been led to believe over the last 10 years. It's just like, he seems to be a little clumsy around Max. It's almost like, which could just be that he knows Max is about to fucking ram him and he's just like, oh, this is going to hurt. And I don't know, but it, or, just, it never seems that Or he fancies him. Yeah, I mean, Who uh, could fancy <laughs> Max Verstappen? He's got a girlfriend, Give hasn't he? Give me one per- <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, Lewis. Wow. Isn't it? Isn't it Nelson? Is it Nelson Piquet's daughter or something? Oh, so that family hasn't got a history of being told what to do. <laughs> is it his daughter or is it Nelson Piquet Junior.'s former? No, it's. Hang on. It's it's another driver's ex. Is it Kvyat's ex girlfriend? No. No idea. I'm pretty sure. He, I'm pretty sure he's going out with Kvyat's ex girlfriend. Well, as if Kvyat being booted out of Red Bull wasn't bad enough. Yes. Which just implies that Helmut Marco, drivers. Helmut Marco is just like pimping her out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. I no, don't know if that's actually true. I can't remember uh, the details. Even all the Dutch fans that I'm sure aren't listening to this, but I know you love him, but look at his face. Only a mother <laughs> could love that face. Young Verstappen or has been Nelson previously PK. linked with a host of women. This oh, is according linked, to The yeah. Sun. A host of women. Including Instagram like models, madam. Joyce... Godfrey and Roos van der Aar. Dutch hockey player. Van der Aar. And van der Valk. Maxine. <laughs> There's a Max- joke for people. Dutch hockey me. player was reportedly whisked off her feet by her fellow countrymen. Hmm. Wow, Bullshit. so he's got form then, because that's basically what he did to Hamilton as well. Uh, yeah. It is, it's Kelly Piquet. I bet he rammed her from behind on a... Oh, Terry, no. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Right, no, moving on, moving on. <laughs> she okay. used to go out with Kvyat. Brilliant. Okay, so in other news... She's got a daughter with Kvyat. Holy shit. <gasps> Christ, okay. Wow. wow. Kvyat's got a kid. Yeah, with Max Verstappen's girlfriend. Fucking hell. All oh, right. I'd pay to watch God. that big brother house. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so in other news happening in the merry old time between us recording the last episode and actually happening, Alex Albon was confirmed to drive alongside Nicholas Latifi next season. Yay? Yeah, why not? Sure. Yeah. I I'm mean, happy enough. It's not the world's best lineup for Williams, though, is it? When you look at what will probably be. Um, have they confirmed Giovinazzi for Alpha next year? I think they have, haven't they? I don't or they have they not? Yet. 
I think that's a better lineup than the Williams lineup. I think Bottas is better than Albon. Yeah, but I can get more jokes out of his mum, so that's too much else. Um, um, I think it's you know uh, he's been at the top team. He knows how things work. He's got some experience. He's decent, but no I more think than that. For a purely personal sense, I'm glad he's got like one more year to to fail. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Like just to be sure that he can't cut it in F1. He's yeah. got a like a second third year whatever it is so just wanted to make him. sure that he's not good enough for a top team absolutely make sure that he's a bit shit yeah well, he should be better than the Latifi friends. should be better than the Latifi but Latifi's doing alright this year well we'll get to him later on did alright this weekend well for a bit of it anyway but could F1 be about to be sold to Saudi Arabia? Swiss newspaper Blick suggests Liberty Media has got bored of F1 and that the Saudis are waiting with bags of cash to take off their hands. But while the writer Roger Benoit is a long-time F1 reporter, he included no sources whatsoever in his short piece, so it could be utter bollocks. I mean, Saudis, that would be Saudis quite an, an F1. This is could this be quite an F1 thing to do, wouldn't it? If suddenly mm. they're just owned by one of the countries with the worst human rights record in the world that is trying to support well you also know that their CEO would be Bernie Eccleston you'd be sure (laughs) bring him back (laughs) yeah yeah and then he just round up everybody that said goodbye to him and like just shoot him in the back yeah (laughs) or flog them them, lure them to an embassy flog them flog them on live timing (laughs) yeah Pick your camera. Which ones? Anyway, yeah. That's I don't know thing, whether yeah. I don't know what to make of this story. I've only heard it mm. from this one source. And while I Roger Benoit has yeah, been yeah. in F1 for donkey's years, mm-hmm. he doesn't so say where he's got it from, and nobody else has got it. And it's just like mm, really. But on the other hand, you wouldn't rule it out, would you? If you heard that that had happened, you'd be go, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. It's Formula One. Yes, but I, I also think Liberty <clears throat> put too much in to just set it off you'd think they'd be co- I think it's going quite well if you if you were a Liberty investor and you looked at where Formula 1 is now compared to where they took over you'd be pretty happy wouldn't you yeah I think it's in a much better place and obviously the money is not going to be great because of the pandemic but surely you've got a better product now and that you'd yeah. think the potential for earning is not yet at its zenith and surely as a shareholder ultimately they want to make I presume long term Liberty want to build it up make a load of money out of it and then sell it for massive profit mm. But I don't. I can't imagine they're at that stage yet, are they? I don't think we're at peak. Well, I'd imagine F1. that. I'd, I'd. I'd even say they don't have to set it for a massive profit because that's the old model of the old people that owned it. But actually, if they can just get a cash cow that makes a lot of fucking money every year, they don't need to set it on at the end. They could just. Or just pay out dividends and everybody's happy. Yeah. Well, I guess. Of this has got quite serious, isn't it? it this, is. Is like, this is like tax advice from FF1. Yeah. If you're a Liberty shareholder, form a limited company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the moment, they're just trading as a sole trader, so they could they could, Ooh. Yeah, they could take a load of money off their tax bill if they did that. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to make of this, but we'll see. So tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at for everyone's sake or find us on Facebook where we're for everyone's sake or email us at wrong at ff1s.com. Alternatively, though, if you think we're right, well, then you're clearly in a vulnerable state of mind and open to suggestion. So why not give us your money? That is what these people did. Sam Wilson, who said, after an abysmal haul of points from my F1 fantasy league last week, I figured you guys could drink my sorrows for me. Thanks for all the laughs. You are welcome, Sam, and we are more than happy to. And another thanks to Thomas Collings, who said, this is the money I saved by not paying Sky to watch the sprint race. Win-win. Wow. Thank you, Thomas. That's 
a lot of money that Sky charges. So uh, I guess we've done pretty well at that. £10.99. Wow. Thank you very much, Thomas. That's very generous. Joshua Stewart, who said, Congrats to Duke on the wedding and happy first anniversary to my own wife, Terry. No relation. You were kind what? enough to make fun of us when we got married, so have another beer on us. Aww. Oh, that's Thanks, a Josh. jumping logic there, but thank you, Josh- Joshua. Mm-hmm. You might not like Josh. Congratulations, Terry. Aww. You're welcome. <laughs> David Sayer, who sayers... Thanks for the newsletter, which reminds me to donate. Also, pronounce my name any way you like. Everyone else gets it wrong anyway. Wow. So hang on. Everyone else gets it wrong. Does that mean we don't get get it it wrong? Yeah. And finally, to Chris Phillips. I like him. He's got two L's in Philip. A comment. Got in touch. Dropped us some money. Left. Brilliant. And thank you to our monthly donors keeping us in beer all year long. This week we celebrate Chris Lee and Paul Hewings. Lee and Hewings, the famous 90s double act comedy. Yeah, and some amazing sauce they make together. Seriously though, your support does make watching F1 worthwhile. So if you do enjoy what we do, tell us by going to ff1s.com forward slash pint pint pint. I'm just a teenage dirtbag baby. Yeah, I'm just a teenage dirtbag baby. Listen to the Monza rundown, baby, with me. It was a weekend of crushed dreams and penalties for Red Bull. Perez got a five-second penalty for exceeding track limits, but no one cares about that because Verstappen's run-in with Hamilton earned him a three-place grid penalty. Would you have given him a three-place grid penalty? And if not, what would you have given him? This is a, it's a very debate. tricky question. It is. On the one I hand, think a five-place. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with Terry. I feel like three-place feels a bit lenient. Because with the Red Bull, where, where is the next race? I can't even remember. Russia. <sighs> I don't know. But you said, yeah. but yeah. you said earlier that it wasn't. You didn't think it was anyone's fault, in particular. Well, so I you're saying you're I mean, saying it's I, no one's fault, but you should have a higher <laughs> penalty. I may have said that, but what I mean is that it was no one's fault predominantly. No, that's not right. It was marginally. I think it was Max's fault, but I think. And this could be a state of F1, but I haven't written it for this week. Is that the penalties shouldn't be about the crime? It should be about what's most entertaining for the following race. <laughs> and I think five race, a five, a five, a five, five race ban, a five place, a five race ban. Yeah. <laughs> How well, else? The days, they used to ban drivers from races. <coughs> they don't anymore, yeah, do they? Grosjean got um, oh, That's true. Oh, yeah. No, I think a five place penalty would have been. Just slightly more interesting. I feel like three places just like, uh, whatever. Yeah, I'll oh, be third on the grid. Uh, great. Or fourth on the grid. Whatever. Uh, whatever. Whereas five, you know, he's got to work for it. Ten would have been ideal. Okay. What, what about 20? Okay. Too much. Too, oh, that's just silly, Phil. Okay, I'm sorry. And what about you, Phil? I, I'm, well, I am broadly in agreement with Terry in that I thought it was basically a racing incident as we've previously discussed and when i heard that he got a three place penalty i was like yeah that's probably all right the more i thought about it the more i think 
that's probably a bit harsh. I would just chalk it up to a racing incident and leave it at that and let me get on with it. That's what How I'm about because they gave because they gave Hamilton a ten second penalty at Silverstone? I thought that what was if harsh they as well. Give, what, but what if they give Max Verstappen a ten second starting penalty? So he's not allowed to go <laughs> until oh ten seconds after. So just everybody plows in the back of him like when they used to stall back in the day. Yeah, he has to sit on the grid waving his arms. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a thought. It's quite dangerous. I'm pretty sure that's mm. killed drivers in the past. So, well, just no. put them at the back of the grid, then. It's the same. So oh, that's yeah, okay. less harsh Fine. than a three-place penalty. Is he has to go to the back of the grid? Okay. So a twenty-place penalty, penalty and a ten-second delay in the starting is what we've agreed on. Yes. Okay. Fine. I think that's. I think that's only fair. Yeah. I think everyone would be happy with that, even all the Dutch fans. Yeah. I don't see any issues <laughs> and with that. And Perez. Perez was a bit of a prick, wasn't he? Because he. He was clearly going to get a penalty if he didn't give the place back, and they didn't make him give the place back. It was like they just, as soon as Max is out of the race, they're just like, oh, we'll let the work experience boy do the uh, <laughs> do Sergio's yeah. team stuff. Yeah. Horner was on the radio going, come on, Christian. No, wait, his name's Christian. Fuck. What was he doing? Alban. What's Alban's name? Christian. Alban. Alex. Alex. I've had two whiskeys. I'm really sorry. I can't remember anyone. Maybe, maybe he's a Christian, though. Can we I mean, talk actually be. briefly about the the Verstappen pit stop? Because mm. fuck it out to be that mechanic and everyone's going, your thing's not gone. And he's like, it is, it's fine. Can't do it again. What? Oh, I'm not going to do it again. You can't make me. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, so what exactly happened here? It was to do with the pressing of the button and the timing of the pressing of the button. No, so I think, so he'd done the kind of <laughs> bit. Yeah. And in the technical, it's a shame the listeners can't see the actions that Terry is mm. doing. Look, Very our realistic. listeners are either stupid or drunk. So you can't <laughs> read the technical terms. We've learnt that. So, <laughs> you know the bit that's on the, all the side effects. Mm. You know, when it, when a lay person talks about Formula One, mm. they go, <laughs> you know, is that that's the most exciting <laughs> bit about Formula One? Is the pit stop. So, as far as I understand, there's an automatic sensor on the nut. Sorry, the the whoosh. and <laughs> when that gets tightened, it automatically tells the little gantry of lights that this wheel is good to go. Whereas in this case, I think the sensor failed. So even though the nut was tightened enough, the sensor didn't say I'm tight. Mm. So he had to do it again. And what did that my sound like? Under- my understanding is a bit different. I'm I tight. Do- <laughs> I don't. I don't want to contradict you. I'm ready. <laughs> I don't want to contradict Whee! you. Okay, this is going off track. I think I think there's more to it than that. I think there's actually a button. I think this was human error rather than a technological failure. Because you know they tightened up the rules a couple of races ago where I think we briefly mentioned it in passing that pit stops, pit stops might take longer because they didn't want to send people out before they were ready. I think there's a button on the gun that you have to press once you've finished. And when you've done that, when everyone's pressed their buttons, then the traffic lights will work. And I think previously you could basically just go and mash the button at the same time and it would be fine. Whereas now, if you press the button before you finish putting the wheel on, it won't work. So oh, I think what happened... So he did fuck up. I think he pressed it too early oh. and therefore it didn't happen. And they just sit there going, somebody's not pressed their button. And he thought, oh, I have pressed my button. What are you talking about? And I presume everyone, yeah. all of them just went and mashed the button. And then he went. But it was but a fuck up. Didn't these people no, like train be- for hours, like hours and hours and hours, and they do like sit ups and go to the gym yeah. and like yeah. do all this stuff? And all he had to do was press this fucking button. Yeah, but the thing is, he didn't just press the button again because he put the thing back on the wheel. 
He didn't just press the button. He put the whole back on the. Wee. Maybe it's a combination of the two. Maybe we're both right. There's no way of. There's no way of knowing for sure. We're yeah. all right. I reckon ten place grip. We're all right. Mercedes. Bottas sprinted all the way to, at the front and then ended up at the back. We saw Hamilton's first retirement since July 2018, although he tried not to retire, despite having a car on top of him. Would you retire if you had a car on top of you? <laughs> I mean, I liked it. I'd it like, was a yeah. bit set of Prost. It was a bit kind of like, get me going, get me going. But it was almost like, oh. I mean, because for a moment there, if he'd have managed to reverse out and you saw the Red Bull just kind of drop to the floor and then he manages to get going... Before you saw like his halo was fucked and the whole roll hoop was... Yeah, his rear wing was gone, yeah. There was a moment there where you're like, oh, this is juicy. Because <laughs> if you remember 1989 Senna Prost, uh, Prost just got out of the car straight away and fucked off like that. And Senna was a bit devious and got mm. going again. So I just think there's a bit of glorious symmetry there, but it didn't... But, then, he, but then Senna got disqualified for... Uh, going through, going off track and going back on again, didn't he? Or something along those lines. At the wrong place. Yeah, but that was, through the bollard. that was basically Balestra being a dick, from what I understand. So, maybe that would have what happened. What you mean is, you've watched the Senna film too. <laughs> Senna, Senna film two? No, I didn't know there was another one. Oh, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> what happens in that oh, one? Oh, Senna two. He went straight to DVD, and it's all about how, um, it's all about Bruno Senna. It's shit. shit. <laughs> really bad I would actually watch a similar style and detailed film about Bruno Senna and how he rose to Formula <laughs> 1 and then sort of slowly drip, drop back out of it again is he even in Formula E anymore I don't, I don't know he what he's he? doing I, I have no idea what Bruno Senna is doing Bruno if you're listening wrong at ff1s.com <laughs> he's probably doing Brazilian touring cars or something like that oh, I'm uncle, googling it Uncle Ayrton Ferrari uh, Signs of problems with his rear. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Sorry, I need to go back to Bottas because Bottas had the car where he could overtake everyone and win mm. the fucking race and he couldn't fucking do it. And how many times have we seen Bottas carve through the field only to get about a third and then be like, I can't do it anymore. And he just, shit. Just, I, 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 mean, it, I disagree. But, I thought this was Bottas' best race of the season, the race after he's been fired. I great. think we're both right. I think it was his best race of the season and it was shit because that's how low his level is. He should have walked that race and he didn't. So I, I also no, thought I it was funny in interviews after um, after the sprint race because they were like, yeah, how do you feel the fact that, you know, you've won that and you're being sent to the back? And he just didn't give a shit, did he? He <laughs> was like, oh, well. shit at all. Well, no, it was exactly. the same after... After the main race where he finished and David Coulthard on the on the interviews basically said, oh, bibs, sorry. Um, but- Take out the bibs, <laughs> yeah. take out the bibs, I've written Everyone a song for the bibs, 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 bibbidi bib, bibbidi bibs, take out the bibs. I love it. If you're a musical producer, set that to a beat, send it in and nothing will happen. Um at uh, the fine at uh, the inter the interview that David Coulthard did after the race with Bottas, he basically said, "Oh, congratulations, for, uh, Valtteri! That was a great drive." And then immediately started talking about uh, Verstappen and Hamilton, and mm-hmm. sort of showed him showed him the thing on the screen behind him and said, "What do you think about that?" And Valtteri just turned around and looked at it and watched it and went, "Huh, that's unfortunate." And <laughs> clearly didn't Although, care. It would have been better if he'd have gone full Kimi Raikkonen and just gone. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit what those two are up to. Yeah. Those fucking pricks. Yeah, I don't I'm care. I'm going to Alfa Romeo and I don't give a fucking yeah. shit. Ferrari. 
Signs had problems with his rear during the club. I made a paneer curry after the race. And hey, Leclerc boom. lacked speed on the straights. So fourth and fifth sounds actually like they didn't do that badly. But they didn't have any of the high flyers to contend with. So actually it wasn't that impressive, was it? Well, it's Monza. Yeah, so it's like, anything other than a win is not good enough for a Ferrari. Okay. But it would have been, without the two going out, they would have been sixth and seventh, which is... Not that great. Although Leclerc said he was, uh, he, he, that was one of the races he was most proud of. Uh, he thought he thought he drove incredibly well. Um, He's wrong. <laughs> well, maybe he did, but the car was shit, so nobody will ever know. Yeah, that's, I mean, the car's not good enough. The end. Hmm. Maybe, maybe it was brilliant. Who knows? McLaren. Oh, sweet Jesus! We saw the highly unhygienic display of shoe drinking again. But it was worth it to see that sweet smile we haven't seen in Ricardo since 2018. Alongside him on the podium was his teammate Norris with a career PB of second. Is this what the sprint race is about? Moving the middleman around? Oh, we haven't really talked about the sprint race. Should we talk about the sprint race? This was the second one. Briefly, because it was really boring. It was really boring. It sort of, it sort of set things up a little bit differently. But the actual well, main event is just dull as ditch water. Yeah. So that yeah. kind of changed things up. So it sort of the impact it had was moderately interesting. But the actual it, it's a shame we had to sit through the actual race itself to get to that outcome. But is that any different to Lewis Hamilton just having a bad start on Sunday? That would be the same difference, really, wouldn't it? <sighs> Maybe. You don't need fifteen laps. To this have is a the bad trouble. Start. It's it's basically it's just the first what do they last now? I don't know, half an hour, forty minutes? It's the first 40 like, minutes of a race with no intrigue. The thing is, I like the abstract idea of it, like I like the abstract idea of when they did that weird qualifying format a few years ago. Like The idea of there being some kind of big battle for the grid and everyone's going crazy for it, which isn't what happens, because what happens is everyone goes, oh, don't want don't to hurt my car. Yeah. And in the qualifying thing, it was like, oh, well, we'll just, we'll just keep going yeah. around when we have to. Hamilton lost a couple yeah, of places and Gasly crashed, and that was it. Yeah, no one gained... Everyone lost, and that's how I feel about the sprint race. That's I just Formula don't understand one. why don't they just do it a, f- a couple of laps? Because that would be that would be really <laughs> or like, exciting. Or like a two laps. Well, nothing's going to happen okay, then either. Two... Even more the case, they're going to be well, like, no, no I'm not. We'll, I'll crash if I try anything. I'm no, not going to do it. No, but that's what I said on the last sprint race. I said they should have fifteen one-lap sprint races, <laughs> which still is a better idea than the fucking sprint race. <laughs> I think they should start everyone with a Le Mans start but they should be allowed to go with whatever car they get into first. Okay. So they line all the cars up, and then they have to sprint, and whoever's the quickest can have the Mercedes. Anyway, McLaren. We've talked about McLaren a bit as well. Well done to them. Uh, It's not really... I was going to say it's a bit of a fluke, but it wasn't really. Maybe it was a perfect storm of the track suiting them and them all being on form that day, and, you know, well done. Because last race they were shit, so... Mm. We have to talk about the shoey. Oh, must we? Because did you see that Lando Norris also drank from? <coughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think he'll be doing that again, and not just because Ricardo won't win again. I'm pretty sure that's paedophilia. He'll get some sort Six. of fungal infection from that. Ooh. How old is Norris now? Norris is not old enough to know better. So <laughs> I think that's grooming. Yeah, just drink out of this shoe, or you'll be really cool. I mean, I do feel sorry for Lando because I think he probably was quicker at some point. And actually, if he'd have overtaken, I think he would. I think he was slightly quicker on the day. And it's just weird that he's got all these podiums and this, he gets his best ever result, which is a second, and it's completely overshadowed by 
old man Daniel finally working out how the steering wheel works or whatever's fucking wrong with him this it year. It was brakes, wasn't it? Which is weird because Monza is a track where you do a lot of very hard braking. So either he's got the hang of it or he's just good. He can mash the brake pedal, but he can't do anything else. Mm. Maybe. Mm, who knows? But, well, you know, well done to them. I hope they enjoy it. I, mm. I'll be very surprised if we see anything like it again. <laughs> Aston Martin. Stroll started in seventh, strolled round and finished in seventh. And Vettel just had a bad day. How do you think a team reacts in F1 after a driver has a bad day? They have to give him a hug and put a new story out that they want to keep him for next year, <laughs> even though they've been clearly trying to get Alonso. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they haven't signed uh, Vettel's contract, have they? I think he has a contract for a multi-year contract, but they haven't sort of officially enabled next year's bit yeah. yet. And there were definitely rumours that they were mm. trying to get Alonso. I hadn't heard the Alonso one. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah, they'd had a meeting apparently, and by the sounds of it, Alpine have got a watertight contract on Alonso, so he said no. But now Vettel's like, um, guys, what other to, uh, race next year? I'll, I'll clean up. You know, I'll make the tea. I'll clean up anything you want. <laughs> so what you're saying is they're trying to get rid of one faded former champion, and they were going to go for another faded former champion. So now they need yes. another faded former champion who perhaps doesn't have a drive for next year. <gasps> Kimmy Raikkonen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Raikkonen and Button. Oh, there we go. Actually, Button would be a pretty good fit for Aston Martin. He's a sort of your, your dashing British playboy, isn't he? He's sort of like James Bond, <laughs> no, if he was a bit crap. He's not a playboy. He was. In his early Just because he, he had was... his dick in a lot of models doesn't make him a playboy. <laughs> playboy, you need a bit of class and a bit of suave. It's not just about, you know, what I just said. <laughs> It's not about getting your gurney flap all dirty. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. I'm well, take Terry's explaining this to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha Tari. Alpha Tari had a shit weekend as, he, as neither driver finished. What do you think Gasly's secret systems problems were? I think his car has COVID. Could be. Well, his, his nose was definitely a bit tickly. Nose was a bit tickled. Oh yes, because it because it fell off and then he crashed. It fell off. That's very good. What well, what what's the technical? Uh, what's the fan interpretation of what happened to him there? He was a bit shit, wasn't no, he? No, in sound um, effects, Terry. This is what we're doing now. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, we're doing sound effects. Of, well, I assume each, that's where we're each going. Driver's race as a sound effect. This is a great idea. It's like. <laughs> Good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I Thanks. like it. Um, and now for Sonodas, which is that was it. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even get to start. I don't. I still. Bless I didn't him. dig into exactly what the problems were. Something Gasly's was something to do with his throttle not working, and Sonodas was that his brakes weren't working. So exactly the opposite problems. One of them couldn't go. One of them couldn't stop. Did you hear the interview with Sonoda beforehand? Who was like, I just keep crashing into things. <laughs> I mean, he's honest. Fair play. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, I've heard twice that Sonoda just eats all the time. <laughs> I can't really? get it out of my head, and I think that's what. It, yeah. Apparently, like when there was a Belgian Grand Prix and everyone was kind of doing their kind of fitness breaks and everything, he just went for a sandwich. <laughs> he's just like he's just like always hungry. <laughs> so I just imagine either he was just too hungry and he was just like, I'm not going until. <laughs> 
until we get me a sandwich. Mm. Or maybe they put the sandwich in Gaz's car by mistake. And Gaz is like, what the fuck's this? Oh, it crashes out. But it's got stuck like under the throttle crash. panel. He <laughs> couldn't put the throttle down. Brilliant. <laughs> I think we've solved it. Perfect. Alpine. So when I looked at the results, it turned out that Alonso got points. But I, I don't think I saw him at all in the race, though. Ocon, however, got a penalty for colliding with Vettel. Cute. Who would you rather spend a leisurely Sunday morning with, Alonso or Ocon? And I'm thinking a sort of lion, maybe go to the coffee shop, read papers by the river. Does this imply having had sex the night before? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, there's definitely, there was definitely some sort of form of intercourse the night before. I think Alonso. Oh, okay. Why? I just think he'd be grateful for a bit of attention. Um, <laughs> so it's pity. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ocon would be a bit more because he's a bit up right, Alonso is obviously famously up himself but mm. he's fallen on hard times whereas Ocon he's just won a race I think Ocon Ocon would just be talking about winning a race wouldn't it he'd be like did you see it did you see it oh I've got this I've got a picture book oh let me show you the video Look, this is the bit where I won this right. is the bit where I won the race whereas I feel like Alonso is a bit broken and I reckon personally I could maybe get the better of him and you know maybe help him out a bit and uh, teach him a different way of life my decision would come down to who would be best at childcare. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, God. Yeah, that's my response to parenting, Terry. And who, your, who would be best at childcare? Can't your lovely other half look after the child if you've got a chance to have a Sunday with a Formula One driver? Come on. Uh, what, that you've what, just shagged. had sex with them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think she might be night, a bit, yeah. but I think she might resent then having to do childcare, if I'm honest. <laughs> what, so okay, you what can, if she got to have sex share. with the Formula One driver? <laughs> But you kept the Sunday. Um, Not to put you on the spot already. Who's the reserve driver at Alpine? <laughs> Were you going to shag them? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, no. They'll look after the kid. Yeah. Get the reserve to look after. Oh, no, hang know. on. Okay. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. You get to spend the day with Alonso or Ocon, but the other one has to look after your child. Uh, who would you Who would you trust more to look after your child? I think I'd probably trust Ocon more with my child. Yeah, definitely. I think Alonso would just end up slagging it off to try and get his own career ahead somehow. He'd call it a GP2 he, he child. Just, he just, no, he just get it in a pushchair and then, all right, you, know, you crash into that wall and I'll have a chance with this lady over here. Hey. <laughs> oh no, my child's crashing into a wall. Oh no. Oh, so, oh, I think she's okay, but yeah, what's your number? Yeah, no, I can absolutely see that happening. <laughs> well, good, okay. That's, uh, no, it's not what I expected, but it's good to know. Alfa Romeo. Let's let's get this straight. Raikkonen's not coming back. Raikkonen's coming Kubrick back next race. Kubrick's going to be in the car the rest of the year. No, he's not. You reckon? Have they officially We had this. It? Yes. We had the, didn't we have this discussion? We had this discussion and you said last week that Raikkonen wasn't coming back. He was he claimed he had covid, but really it was his excuse to never ever come back. He has yes, said he's coming I back. I stand by that. Right. He, uh, he did I, an Instagram post where he was standing in a field for some reason and it said I'm coming back. And as he ran, as he ran into the distance. No, it's just standing so it there. didn't say, "I'm coming back for the next Grand Prix." It just said, "I'm coming back." I think because that could have just been a message to his wife. I think it said, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, "I've got the shopping and I'm on my way." Home. <laughs> yeah, I'm he on the meant, way. He meant I'm to text back. it and he got it wrong. <laughs> he just went. Um, he was putting a filter on it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now here it is. I've got it here. He said, "I am all good. See you at the next GP." I am all good. I'm just a Tesco. Do you want anything? <laughs> See you the next GP. And the next GP is what they call their bed. 
So <laughs> I'm still con- I'm not convinced. Okay, well maybe. I mean, uh, Kubica once again, I thought did very well, considering he did very well. Very everything. well. Fine. Well done. I don't think he was last. Brilliant. Um, Giovinazzi had a mixed weekend where sometimes he did very well, but then he came onto the track after going off it like a bell end and didn't realise that science was there and spun himself around and looked like a tit and got himself a penalty as well as spinning and losing all his places. So Total that was them. Williams! Russell proved Williams. he is probably still... Oh, no, that's, not how, that's not how it works. Russell proved that he is probably still good enough to go to Mercedes and Latifi was unlucky because of the safety car. I read that these two were better mates and have been on holiday together. Do you think that this cute bromance will last when they're in different teams? What do you mean you read that? I said it on the last episode. You're just stealing my direct quotes and attributing to. I don't know whether I read it. I don't. I didn't pay masses of attention. I did read that George Russell is very good at taking the bibs out. So that's all I. Look, I I can't, you know, my sources. I've got a lot of them. You you are one. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> the good journalism that Twitter. Yep. Don't reveal your sources, chief. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, come on. Will it last? Uh, no. no, I think as soon as yeah, he's, he'll be he'll be like him and Lewis will be going to the Met Gala again, and they'll be having oh. a great time, and you know, living it up on Lewis's island or whatever he's got, and no. Latifi will be dead to him unless he Judas. runs low on money, in which case he'll be best mates. Yeah, okay. I think I think this success will massively go to Russell's head. I don't think I'm going to like George Russell next year. I'm just just putting it out there now. <laughs> Why? Sort of get, do you know? Before you he goes, think? before he turns horrible, you're going to say you don't like him. Well, I've always been notoriously fickle, and I don't like it when drivers get successful. That's it, really. Okay, but then when they've been successful for a while, I start to warm to them again. When the success, when they've peaked and they're on the downward trajectory, they're on the downward trajectory. I really like them, or yeah. grow to hate them if they don't give up when I think they should. Where are you standing on Fettel at the moment? Like okay, Raikkonen, Raikkonen dislike. Okay, Alonso. Ooh, on the fence. Okay, interesting. Depends how Saturday night goes. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> uh, Russell, Russell did pretty well. Got points again. I don't know. I just feel like the last two races since he did really well have just been a bit kind of like, eh. Yeah, but right. he's going to Mercedes. Yeah. I mean, po- points is good. If we'd have, you know, bear in mind how long it was before he got points. If he'd have asked us before he had a second place where how well he'd done, he'd be like, he got points, brilliant. And now I'm just kind of like, eh. Yeah. And he got out-qualified for the first time by Latifi. Okay, not mm. in the actual single lap qualifying, but in the sprint qualifying, which is officially qualifying. Latifi won and because he got past him at the start. Um, so if anything, Russell's on a downward trajectory. So maybe Terry will like him again. I don't know. I reckon Latifi should drive for Mercedes. Wow. Hey, yes. If anyone didn't uh, think, if anyone didn't think uh, Mazepin uh, wasn't Formula One's biggest twat before Monza, they do now. On the other hand, he provided top-notch entertainment. Do you think Mazepin knows he's as bad as he is? He must suspect. Yes. 
in fairness, this this weekend, okay, he titched up by plowing into Schumacher with a move that was never on and spun him round. But he did then say, that was entirely my fault and I'm very sorry. Which is, you know, which is big of him. Maybe we've got him wrong. Well done him. We haven't got him wrong, he's a dick. Yeah, but, he- but he did hold his hands up, in fairness, this weekend. But it, but it was him holding his hands up the minute he lost control of the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, terrible, as always. Mm. And I'll be honest, Schumacher, even with, among all this, Schumacher's not particularly impressing me. I don't know where is it he's going to go. Is it because he's in a horrendous car, or is it because... Well, it is. It doesn't help that he's in a horrendous mm. car, but Russell's been in a horrendous car, and he's managed to impress everyone. Has he? Yeah, he's got a Mercedes drive now. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah pay attention, good Terry, come on. <laughs> um, Schumacher has had a fairly terrible teammate, and okay, he's been better than him, but he hasn't exactly blown him away, has he? So, And he's made quite a few mistakes himself, so not mad impressed with him. If you put Schumacher in a different car... Well, he'd think... be quicker because the horse is crap. Yeah, no, I know. But do you think he'd be anything special? No. No. Okay. He's sort of Perez levels okay. of okay. I don't, even, I don't even think he's Hulkenberg. Perez Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg. Massa. Nick Heidfeld. Felipe Massa now. Felipe Nazar now. <laughs> Remember him? Phil Collins now. <laughs> oh dear. Topical, but but really sad. Anything else you want to say about those Phil two? Phil Collins? Nope. No. <laughs> no. I want to leave it on Phil Collins. Yeah, that was <laughs> okay. the genesis of our ideas. Oh, oh good, good, good. Sake. All of which brings us... Dairy milk, Phil. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. But seriously, yeah. All of which brings us to The Standings with Terry Saunders. In first place, can I go on top? It's Max Verstappen. In second place, I'm clearly a bottom. It's Lewis Hamilton. I'm left out in the cold. It's Valtteri Bottas. I'm happy. I really am. It's Lando Norris in fourth. I'm lost, says Sergio Perez in fifth. I nearly beat a McLaren, but I didn't. It's Charles Leclerc in sixth. I like being behind Charles, says Carlos Sainz. I'm remembering last year, says Pierre Gasly. I'm drinking from a shoe again, says Daniel Ricciardo. I'm not even sure I did this race, says Alonso. And in 11th place, I'm French. It's Esteban Ocon. <laughs> In 12th place, I did no activism this week and I was invisible as a result. It's Sebastian Vettel. I'm hungry. I wanted a snack instead of doing the race. It's Sonoda. I've got more money than you. It's Lance Stroll. I'm coming for you, Lewis. It's George Russell. I miss George already. It's Nicholas Latifi. I'm coughing. <laughs> Honest. It's Kimi Raikkonen in 17. And I'm done, aren't I? It's Antonio Giovinazzi. <laughs> and because the Red Bull on top of the Mercedes made lots of memes about sexual preferences and things that we're obviously too big and too sophisticated to stoop to that level I thought if the teams made or used a sex toy which sex toy would they make or use so Mercedes would make one that's made out of carbon fibre it'd be horribly expensive but probably never get used um, Red Bull would have a one that's really complicated but not work until about halfway through the night um, there'd be a giant orange dildo for McLaren which they'd use to fuck Lando with um, in fourth it's a life-size prancing horse with a hole for both Charles and Carlos in fifth, there's an electric egg for Ocon, but Alonso will have the controls. That's Alpine. Uh, sixth will be Alpha Tauri branded harnesses. In seventh place, Lance Stroll will dress as Christian Grey and Vettel will have to clear up the mess. Um, in eighth place, they're dusting off an old plug-in vibrator gifted from your dad. And he's watching. It's Williams. And in ninth place, it's a dildo made of ice. It's Alpha Romeo. <laughs> 
Oh, and you can get all of those items at Shop Shop Shop. <laughs> and now for the man of the match of driving. Daniel Ricardo. Daniel Ricardo. Ricardo. Really? Oh, oh, God. And now it's time for the State of F1 with Terry Saunders. I have two requests after a big crash. Either check the other driver is okay or have a fight. Max, unacceptably, <laughs> did neither. He had a little look, then he stepped onto the track, which I think is an offence, but I also don't care, because if I voice that, I'll have a swarm of his fans swarming around me like orange fucking fruit flies to say that Lewis put him in hospital! Why won't someone ask if Max is okay? I was disappointed that Max didn't lean in to have a go at Lewis, and I was equally annoyed when Lewis didn't crawl out of his car to give Max a piece of his bruised mind. There was a small moment of hope, but it looked as if Lewis was trying to reverse his car ride just to run Max over. But alas, the car was too fucked, and he was told to turn off the engine by Bono, the patron saint of spoil sports. <laughs> but don't worry, I have a solution. Obviously, I'm glad everyone is okay, and I'm also glad that Lewis didn't put Max in hospital again. But I'm also kind of annoyed that there isn't more of a panto setup. Years ago, F1 made it so that drivers had to go to that weird post office queue area to be interviewed after the race and couldn't just flounce off. Well, I think they should take it further for rivalries like this, with a full UFC-style MMA cage that Lewis and Max get locked into, or Bottas and Russell before the announcement last week. Make it awkward. Even better, go full Mad Max Thunderdome and get Tina Turner to bark in end questions instead of David Coulthard, and all the other drivers and failed Red Bull drivers get to hang on the outsides of the cage, hissing and spitting, and... Oh, actually, I haven't seen Mad Max beyond Thunderdome... Or is it even Thunderdrome? I don't even know. For so many years, I don't even know what happens. It's probably just Mel Gibson saying something anti-Semitic. And that is it from us. It's goodbye from Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We haven't had time to talk about Lewis Hamilton at the uh, at the Met Gala, um, where he uh, brought along a load of black fashion designers to pick up their careers, which is great. But he also seemed to wear a, a petticoat on one leg, which was a bit weird. I thought it looked lovely. I saw a Twitter thing that said, are his legs getting married? which is pretty accurate. That was funny. And it's goodbye to Terry Saunders. We have had time really to talk about it, so we probably should have talked about it, was that Lewis Hamilton got a bump on the head from Verstappen's car and the halo probably saved his life. Well mm. done, halo. Well yeah. done. Yeah. We'll be back in two weeks to discuss the Valtteri Bottas testimonial Grand Prix of Russia. But in the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for F1's sake and follow us on Twitter at for F1's sake. And you can buy merch. Terry, where is it? Well, exciting news about merch. You can now buy it at the same place you've always done. There's no news. There's nothing. I've done nothing. Um, if anything, now our Podium by Barcelona t-shirt is now as dated as our Stop and Ruffle. <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you in two weeks. I've been Ms. Chica as Goodbye. Goodbye. Podcast Network.